to Relationships at Work, the leadership guide to creating a workplace we love. I'm your host, Russell Lolliger. I'm a communications and leadership nerd with a couple of decades of that experience covered in curiosity, covered in that thing that is the engine of this show, where we work to create a workplace we want to go to to improve the employee experience. I've been super curious about that my entire career, uh, had some successes, had some failures, and uh, thrilled to create a resource like this to help all of us. Every week on the show, I talk with a local or global leader on topics that are here to help us improve the workplace. Uh, I've tackled topics like negativity, cultural renovation, plain language, DEIB, activism, burnout, tons of topics. We're into the 80s now when it comes to this resource library. So if you have a moment, if you're out on your drive, if you're going for a walk, run, Go back to the library and have a look. There is so much to dig into. And now, as an added bonus, I'm sharing mini episodes. Every Thursday, we drop a short under 10 minutes, uh, all pulled from our weekly raw notes, which you can still subscribe to. Just go to my website, relationshipsatwork.ca, and you'll find a little button at the top around uh, free interview, uh, employee interviews, and uh, you can sign up to raw notes right there. This episode, it's just a quick and valuable bit of information on top of our regular show. So the raw note I am passing on to you this week is called, Leadership is About Leading. And if you don't do that, well, not too, too long ago, I was speaking to an executive group on the topic of leadership and curiosity. I had been invited to present to this group of executives on the impacts, intentional and unintentional, of leadership and the importance of understanding what they could control and not control, and what they really needed to be aware of. It's actually a pretty great presentation. I'm pretty proud of it. Anyway, one of the most important ingredients to great leadership is curiosity. So in my presentation, I suggested that those who want to be good leaders need to ask more questions of their staff to get to know them, understand their challenges, steer them towards opportunities, avoid assumptions, all in a really personalized human way. You know, the good stuff. Afterwards, I opened the room to questions. This is always a great way to sort of go in new directions, good and bad, but it's all learning, right? One leader in the room had a problem with the curiosity, the, the question asking of colleagues and employees. It didn't come naturally to her. So she had a lot of excuses as to why she wasn't so motivated in asking. And one of those really stood out to me. What she said, exact words, well, no one ever asks me questions. The long pause is for effect. Yeah, yeah, that. Okay, well, see that? <laughs> that right there is a problem. Let's just first forget the perceived self-centeredness of this and focus more on the intention and the impact of it. If we are a leader, we can't be bystanders. And this... That statement is very passive because that is passive leadership. I found this leadership coach, Ben Brearley, Brearley uh, on the Thoughtful Leader blog. He defined it really, really well. He broke it down as when leaders don't take action. And some of the examples he gave were failing to provide feedback, don't manage poor performance, fail to make a decision, shy away from team issues. So passive leadership really is disengagement. It's inactivity. It's not proactive. It's not reactive. It's avoidance. 
A university, a state university of New York out of Buffalo defined passive leadership as, well, they did a study, so they had to define it as per the study. Those who avoid or delay taking necessary actions when problems arise. So they did a study of 2,500 workers in the U.S., and they published their results in the Stress and Health Journal. Queen's University took that survey and did an article on it, and they, they highlighted the results really well. Here it is. The researchers discovered that passive leadership was positively related to role overload, role conflict, and role ambiguity. And that each one of those stressors was positively and independently related to mental work fatigue. They also found that when employees were psychologically worn out from work, their mental health was more likely to be negatively affected, as was their overall work attitudes. Passive leadership, not good. It's, it's basically doing nothing and waiting for others to lead. That's not good leadership. I would argue that it's not even leadership. If we're waiting for others to do the things that will improve our workplace culture, like I said, we're not leading. We're barely following. Look at almost any resource on leadership, and you'll find that it stresses the importance of modeling the behavior we want our cultures to look, act, and feel like. Whether that's corporate cultures, subcultures, as a leader, we have a role to play in what kind of culture we want to be a part of. Being passive doesn't help. Being tentative, lack of initiative, that is the behavior we're modeling and demonstrating to our employees. That is the culture we're basically saying that we want. So we don't want to be passive. Okay, if, if there's anything you take away from this, we don't want to be passive. So here's a couple of things we can work on to demonstrate proactive leadership. Why don't we first anticipate and address challenges? You assess risks, you identify potential obstacles, maybe develop some strategies to mitigate them before they become significant problems. Very proactive. Speaking of proactive, take initiative. That's number two. Don't wait for instructions. Seek opportunities for improvement, innovation, growth. Maybe initiate some projects, propose ideas. Take the lead in driving change, whether it's within your team or the whole organization. And last, seek feedback and then act on it. Actively go out there and solicit feedback from your team members, your peers, your superiors. Be open to that constructive criticism and use it as an opportunity for self-improvement because being a proactive leader, not a passive one, is about taking the lead in the organization, but it's also in taking the lead with yourself, not just letting problems fester. So to that leader that relates to the statement, well, no one ever asks me questions, Remember, leaders lead. So you have to make the first move so they see what it looks like to be a leader. Your move. And that'll wrap up another episode, a mini episode, a raw note episode of Relationships at Work, the leadership guide to creating a workplace we love. I'm your host, Russell Olicker. Thanks for listening. If you have a moment, if you could just hop on to an Apple or a Spotify product, wherever they take those ratings and reviews and take a moment to perhaps leave one that uh, really helps us be found, findable. Eh, it's a word. We know what it means. Uh, needless to say, uh, thank you for your support. It means the world. Take care. Take care.